Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today is Freeform Friday. And we are going to be hearing from a listener, Marie, from Wisconsin, who's been listening to Millennial Money Podcast. And actually through the tips and what she learned through the podcast, she was able to uh really make one of her dreams come to life, one of her travel dreams. She was able to save enough money, uh, slash her budget, and go on a two-week adventure to Iceland. So I am so excited to share with you her story. And, you know, I think it's really important also for the listeners to hear from other listeners so that you know that, you know, these tips and these suggestions and all of these ideas that I'm throwing at you, they actually do work, right? It's not just me talking to myself. And so I was actually so inspired by her story and I hope you are as well.
It will expand your brain. so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm so excited for the listeners to hear from another listener. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to be here and share. Awesome. So, I know you've been a podcast listener for a while now, and I'd love for you to just kind of share your story of, you know, what you've learned from the podcast and and how it's impacted your life. Absolutely. Um, so I started listening to your podcast uh, about a year ago. It was last December, and I I had started listening because I had just gotten a new job before that, and my my financial situation had changed, and I kind of wanted to, you know, be aware of you know how I could take that into um, a really positive direction, and you know, actually do something with the money that I now had. I was I was making more than I had before. And I wanted to do something smart with it. Um, you know, I at the time I was 28 years old. I'm 29 now, and I'm like, you know, I should really kind of start <laughs> getting my uh, finances together, getting really close to the big three O here. Um, it's not as scary as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I hear good things. So. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I basically I started listening, and because I I have had a lot of financial like sort of lofty financial goals. Um, you know, left over from my teenage years and my college years of things that I thought I would have done by now that I hadn't been able to do yet because of money. Um, and one of the big things was travel. Travel is something I've always wanted to do and it just never seemed like there was enough money for it. And so, um, anyway, basically what, what I did was I, I listened to an episode of your show, um, I think it was the, one of the early budgeting ones. And I was like, you know what? I should do that. I haven't, I haven't really looked at my budget since my financial situation has changed. So I did, I sat down, I followed your instructions to a T and I like made a, a spreadsheet, um, which is not something I normally do. Um, the rows and columns usually are very intimidating to me, but I just went at it and I actually found out a lot of really interesting things about my, um, my habits, my spending habits and my saving habits. And, uh, well, my saving habits were not great really. You know, I always had money going into savings, but I didn't, I, I didn't do anything with it. I just, you know, basically I would end up dipping into it every month and taking it all back out and then wondering why my, the balance never really changed. Um, and that's more common, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, people set up the savings account and then just like you, you know, it's, it's, well, I put 200 in, but then at the end of the month I end up taking out 300 or whatever it may be, you know, and it's like, wait, wait a minute, I'm not actually saving any money. Am I? Exactly. That was, and I was so, I had been so flabbergasted by that for months. I was like, why is this happening? I swear I'm doing the things I'm doing exactly the thing. Um, but yeah, I was I, I had to dip back into it every single month and I didn't know why. Um, and so I looked at my spending habits and realized that I was spending, um, upwards of 250 to $300 a month eating out at restaurants alone because I, I absolutely hate to cook <laughs> and I hate grocery shopping. And so it's so much easier to just like pop into, you know, the grocery store next door to where I work on my lunch break and get a thing of mac and cheese or something like that for lunch. Um, or, you know, it's also dining out as like a, 
a lot of socializing happens around food and dining out and, you know, going out for drinks, going out for coffee and that sort of thing. And it really, it was, it was only like five or $10 here and there, maybe one big dinner once a week, but it really added up. Did and, it surprise you when it, when you actually like looked at it in a hole? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was shocked because in my head on my neat little spreadsheet, I had budgeted like $80 for eating out. Right. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way I spend $80 eating out a month. And then I looked at it. I sat down and added it up. I went through my statement with a highlighter, just like your podcast has suggested. And I was shocked. I was like, I cannot believe that there, that I'm spending $300 a month dining out. That's crazy. Like if I saved that for a year, I would have well over three grand. That's a trip. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's my vacation. That's my dream vacation. I've always wanted to take. And so, um, in January, uh, this past year, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to set an intention. Um, I talked to my boyfriend about it. I was like, how would you like to take a trip together? And he was like, okay. And so we just kind of talked about some of the destinations that we'd always wanted to go to. And it turned out Iceland was in both of our top three. So we set a general time. We're like, okay, late August, early September, we're going to go to Iceland and we're going to start saving now. And I basically, I, I put myself on a dining out hiatus was what I called it. Um, it lined up very well with Lent. So I gave up dining (laughs) for Lent. I love it. Yes. (laughs) And it, it worked. I was able to save $300 a month, um, from January all the way up until the trip. And I saved, um, $2,800 in that period of time. Yeah. It, and I, in addition to that, I also saved an additional hundred dollars in a separate bank account for like, you know, my nest egg account for emergencies and things that might come up. And, you know, it was funny the whole time that I was saving up for this trip. I, I was never, I never felt completely sure that it was going to happen, that the money was still going to be there when it came time to buy the plane ticket. But when it came time to buy the plane ticket in June, was when we had decided to do it because, you know, two months before the trip seemed about right. Um, we, we bought the tickets and I was like, Oh my God, I just bought the tickets for my dream trip. I didn't, you know, it really finally felt real when that happened, when we bought the tickets and, you know, then we bought all of our gear and everything. And then August came around, which was, we left on August 22nd for our trip. And I was like, Oh my God, the money is still there. We're actually going. (laughs) Right. Like it's just kind of, I think it's, I think it is, you know, it's kind of, you know, amazing. I think when people have like these transformations, like you've had, Mm -hmm. because like you said, you're so used to just kind of having a little bit of savings and then it kind of going away and then, you know, a little bit back. And then, so I can totally understand it. Like looking at the statement, like, wait a minute, is this actually going to be here? Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, it just went to prove that like, I can do that. Like I am capable of Exactly. Doing that. And it wasn't miserable either. That was the other thing is, you know, I sort of pride myself on, you know, being spontaneous and not, you know, being too regimented about my time. But 
and my, my resources and that sort of thing. But I actually found that I didn't feel that restricted. I still went out with my friends. I still had a good time. I, you know, I made a lot more meals at home, but that wasn't even as miserable as I thought it was going to be. Um, I learned a lot about saving money. I learned a lot about making simple, cheap meals at home. I also learned that, you know, for, the same amount that I would spend at a restaurant for one meal, I can make like eight meals at home. Yeah. So, so how did you, how did you track, you know, your eating out and, and staying on budget then going forward? Um, I just, I, I did, my boyfriend and I basically decided that we were going to eat out once a week and we would trade off who was paying for it. That way, um, each, so, either one of us was only paying for two meals per month, right? which then I was only spending like less than $60 a month dining out. Um, and I also set certain rules for myself, um, where basically I could not buy anything that was less than two meals. Ooh, so I like that. So I couldn't go to the grocery store and buy a TV dinner. I had to buy something that would last for more than two meals. Um, so I made a lot of like soups and I made a lot of like big batch things. Um, if I did, if I did go out, I made sure that I got, you know, I mean, it's easy to do it in an American restaurant with the way that portions are, but like I made sure that it was something, you know, I always made sure to save at least half of it for later. Um, and that, that really helped me stay under that like sort of $60. That was kind of the number I had in my head that under that $60 range for, for the month. Um, and yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So tell me about Iceland. Tell me about your trip, what you did, how amazing it was. It was uh, amazing is a really good word for it. Actually, it was incredible. Um, we were there for two weeks. Um, we rented a car, this teeny weeny little city European car. Um, <laughs> yes, I've, I've been in those before. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Every time I looked at it, I kind of giggled a little bit because it was so tiny. Like it could literally fit inside of my car. Um, but we had to keep all of our stuff. We camped. So we, we drove around the country and camped and we had to keep all of our camping stuff in this car. So it was just like packed to the roof with our stuff. Um, and it, we just had a really magical time. Like every day we saw some new, like wonder, like just like glaciers, um, volcanoes, waterfalls. Like there was, we, we started getting to the point in our trip where we're just like, Oh, there's another waterfall. Right. Like, that's how, that's how ubiquitous that waterfalls are there. They're just everywhere. Um, we, we had a, we, you know, we had a really good time, like kind of mapping out our trip as we went. We didn't really go with a super solid plan of what we were going to do other than traveling the ring road, which is, um, the highway that goes all around the sort of edges of the island. Um, and yeah, we camped, we camped one night on the beach on the South shore. Um, we camped in a, in a fjord that reminded, <laughs> that reminded us of Rivendell from Lord of the Rings. It was amazing. It was just so cool. We, we went whale watching, um, and we saw two humpback whales, which was pretty cool. Um, we went to um, a, a witchcraft of museum and sorcery, which was up in the Western fjords. And we had to drive like 
20 miles on this like dirt, like this mountainous dirt road in this tiny little city car. Right. I cannot believe that that car made it on that road. We were just like, we were just like clenching the whole way. Wow. What about how, how was the food there? The food was pretty good. Um, we had one nice meal while we were out, while we were there. Um, we went to this, uh, I don't even remember what it was called. I don't know if I could pronounce it if I did. Um, <laughs> but there was a restaurant um, in the north of Iceland um, in Husavik. And um, we had, we basically got two platters and a bowl of soup and we just shared all of it. Um, And we got fish soup and then we got this um, fish skewer, which had this like just plump fatty fish on it and these like great vegetables and everything. It was magnificent. Yeah. And then we got, um, oh, what was the other thing? It was like Arctic char or something. I don't know if I'm, I don't remember exactly. But it was really, really some of the freshest seafood I think I've ever had in my life. I mean, living in Wisconsin, we don't have that much fresh seafood, at least not the exotic stuff. But like having access to that really, really fresh seafood was amazing. And the hot dogs, too. If you know, if you're on a budget in Iceland, hot dogs are like the big thing there. There were hot dog stands every day, everywhere, and they were amazing. They were, I, I don't know why, but they were really, really good hot dogs. And they had this like special sauce that we ended up buying a bunch of in the airport on our way home because it was so good. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So yeah. Um, but we also, we did a lot of camp cooking too, which helped us stay within budget on the trip. Um, like buying, you know, things that would be easy to make at the camp, but we're also, you know, fairly nutritious and satisfying. (laughs) Exactly. Wow. That sounds amazing. It was really, really cool. So now that you've knocked nice Iceland off the list, uh, where next? Oh, that's a really good question. (laughs) We've been kind of kicking around ideas, um, a lot lately. I kind of really like the idea of going to Brazil and Argentina. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah. Which is, a little different because uh, we usually like colder places. Like, you know, my, one of my fantasy trips is going to the Yukon, but I have no idea how I would accomplish that. I, <laughs> you got to keep know. it on the list though. You know, you never know. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. Um, I also, as, um, a big, um, Anne of Green Gables fan, my best friend and I really want to go to Prince Edward Island one of these days to, yes. um, visit her home and everything like the the whole scene of of that that story um just sounds really magical um I also really want to go to the British Isles someday that's like my big 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 trip but I'm gonna I'm gonna save up for a while and do that one right (laughs) yeah exactly awesome awesome so are you keeping on kind of your your saving routine now is this is Um, it become a habit or is it kind of like oh I gotta get myself back into this it it is uh, well. I have I still have my automatic transfers set up, so it's kind of a habit in that way right now. But um, actually, my next goal for the next one to two years is actually working on paying down credit card debt. So very nice. Yeah, I was going to yep. ask you what what goal is up, what big goal is up next. <laughs> yep, that's it. Credit card debt. I gotta I gotta tackle that, and because I really want to start. Um, doing like a lot of the, the points, like, you know, playing the game with the points, but I can't do that until I get the balance down a little bit more. So 
Yes. Yeah. The points game is definitely when you can get that uh, strategy going. Um, I have traveled Mm -hmm. free more places um, just from playing the points, you know, and and it feels wrong and yet so right at the same time. (laughs) Hey, if they're offering it, you know, you might as well take advantage of it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, this has been great, Marie. I so appreciate you telling your story. Um, I know that listeners love to hear from other listeners, and I'm so happy that you're the first story that we're able to share and, um, you know, that you've just had such great results. I think it's just, you know, it's kudos to you. I mean, like I say, I can tell you everything about money, but unless you actually, you know, want to do it yourself, you know, you won't actually change things, but you found a way to, to make this work mm-hmm. and to go on a dream trip, which is, I think, just such a great, compelling story. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and thank you for all that you do and all the information that you put out there. It's been so helpful and so inspiring. And it really has been a big part of, of me preparing for this trip and this next phase of my life moving forward. So, so thank you so much for that. And thank you for the opportunity to tell my story. See, so this budgeting thing, it actually does work. Marie found a way to save enough money to be able to afford her dream trip. And the irony, of course, is that she had that all along, right? It was sitting in her bank account just waiting for her to find it. So I hope this inspires you, whatever dream, whatever goal you want to achieve, that it doesn't matter what's in your bank account, you can totally do it. If you want to be featured on one of these episodes of Freeform Friday, please go over to yourmillennialmoney.com, click on contact, and go ahead and leave me a message in there. Tell me a little bit about your story, and hopefully we can get more listeners featured, all right? As always, follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game and Instagram at millennial underscore money. 